right, back again, solo again this week. Chris has gone away for a couple of days. I think he's done a bit of a hiking trip down in Tasmania. Um, for those that don't know Tasmania, beautiful part of Australia. Reminds me a lot of New Zealand. Um, I think it's only got a population of about 400,000 in the total island. Um, it's our largest island, but it is still quite large. I don't think it's some tiny little dot. Um, it's about an hour and a half flight across from Victoria. But if you ever get a chance and you're in Australia, I'd highly recommend get over there and take a look. It's um, it's an amazing place. I've toured around there a couple of times in a camper van on my own. You can rent these tiny little vans and basically tour around on your own. So super special down there. Um, today I wanted to do something a little bit different, something I've been thinking about for a while, and that is doing a bit of a deep dive on some athletes. I'm still trying to line up some interviews in the background here. Um, I think I'm going to interview a good buddy of mine. I've sent him a bunch of questions and we've had a couple of conversations just trying to find some time. This time he is busy for everyone, but uh, he's an ex-Olympic athlete, went to the 20, 2008 Winter Olympics, I think it was, in the bobsled team for Australia. Um, he was a good sprinter as well. Never going to be a fantastic sprinter. He's a big lad, 100 kilos, 220 pounds in the um, imperial system. And he had a 100 meter time of just over 10.8. So he could run a bit, um, but, you know, perfect for the bobsled. Also got a few other athletes lined up, which it seems to be the interviews with athletes have actually got a little bit more um, downloads and uh, views online. So I might try and stick to that. Um, and in between when I don't have people lined up, we'll just, you know, talk about random things in health and fitness and, and running. Um, also got an interview, an interesting one lined up with a young guy out of South Australia that holds a couple of world records. He broke the world record for burpees, I think push-ups, held the world record for a plank, some ridiculous number, nine hours 30 or something. Can't even fathom it. Um, I don't know what you do for nine hours 30 on your forearms. Watch a couple of movies, I suppose. And um, yeah, but uh, and then somebody broke that record and I believe he's attempting that record again soon. So he's a friend of a friend down in Adelaide and um, he's he said he would come on and have a bit of a chat. Really nice young guy, actually, super humble and interesting to, to um, see what he's doing. These athletes really interest me, though. Um, like he, this young guy that holds these world records, he works out every day. He's got multiple businesses. Um, he physically works hard. He's got a mechanical workshop, I believe, and another um, business attached to that. And he still finds time to train every day. And that made me just think about some people... I've always been fascinated by the amount that some people pack into their life. Um, it's pretty crazy. And I suppose there's always a sacrifice and always a trade-off. Um, you know, if you're doing that much in your life, you're probably sacrificing your family or you're sacrificing maybe your work in some situations. But what does amaze me is people that actually um, tend to have great work ethic and good businesses, but also, you know, are quite profound athletes in their chosen space. Um, and I'm trying to think of one person that comes to mind and he's a famous mountain climber and he's done some incredible climbs and his partner actually passed away on one of their climbs and then he ended up remarrying his partner's um, widowed 
uh, um, wife. So it's a really interesting story. But he's climbed a lot with Jimmy Chin. They climbed this amazing mountain. I want to say it was in, not in the Himalayas. It might have been in uh, Kazakhstan or one of the stands over there. And I can't, his name just escapes me at the moment. I should have looked that up, but that just came to me. And his story is fascinating. And you think, how does he pack so much into his life? Um, But anyway, that brought me back to a young athlete and entrepreneur, which I'll follow for some time and time just skips by. But it's probably been about five years I've been following this young guy online. And I just really like his attitude. And his name is Nick Bear, um, B-A-R-E. And he owns the company called BPN, Bear Performance Nutrition. And he's got a really interesting background. Um, You know, he's started in the military like a lot of young US guys do. They spend a bit of time in the military. But it appears that's where his discipline really came from, you know, running so much in the military and rucking and and, uh, whatever else. The very first video I saw of this guy, I think he was doing either a 50-mile or a 100-mile ruck, literally on the side of the road, um, with his military pack on with, 60 pounds or 100 pounds. I haven't Googled it for a while to see what he was actually carrying, but it's pretty phenomenal if you Google Nick Bear rucking. And he just goes on the side of the road and someone's hanging out the car videoing him during this, this you know, um, massive hike that he just did on his own. And he started to build his nutrition business whilst he was in the military. I think he has a, um, a post-grad or a graduate degree in, in health sciences around nutrition. So he's got a background in the space as well. Um, and he just started to post these, you know, videos using basically a GoPro or some shitty camera of products he'd made. And I think his first product was a pre-workout. And he's grown this business into a massive company. They've outgrown their warehouse. And as I've followed his, his journey along multiple times, um, he's got this huge space in Austin, Texas. He's just moved recently to Nashville. Um, him and his wife and his, his uh, young child, I think he's, he's only about one or, or two maybe, had moved across to Nashville and he's now building a new um, you know, sub-headquarters over there. He's still got his existing business in in uh, Austin, Texas. I don't know what the move is about. Bit of a change. Nashville's a, a beautiful place. I've only spent a small amount of time there. Haven't spent a lot of time in Austin. They're both a bit too hot for me. Um, as you may know, I'm a mountain man. I'd much prefer if I'm in the U.S., to be in Colorado. However, in saying that, as I'm sitting here recording in Sydney right now, it is going to be 41 or 105 today. So it's a scorcher. But this guy is just um, impressive. Just some of the stuff. And what I really love about him, and it's taught me a lot, and I'm, I'm much older than he is, it's taught me a lot about my own life, about how to deal with failure and not being embarrassed about failing. And I think that's one thing I grew up with. I was quite good at sport when I was young and I was always embarrassed to try new things for the fear of failing. And in all honesty, I've come back to Australia 12 months ago and started work in the property space again for a buddy of mine. Um, and I was a little bit nervous about the whole setup because he's taken on a bigger project. I haven't been involved in something this big before. Um, and I was scared about failing. And it's a funny thing how it drives us. And when you really think about it, can you really fail at something? Or is it just a learning curve you go through? I mean, if you're failing time and time again at the same thing, something's going on. But if you're just making mistakes and you learn from those mistakes, you know, who cares really? You're not really failing at anything. So, and I really like that this, these, these young guys that are becoming, you know, somewhat creators now, putting themselves out out. Um, for everybody to see and failing in public, it's a really brave thing to do. And Nick has done this immensely well. 
I've followed him through his journey. He's a big guy. Like he he walks around, I think, at about 210. Um, he has bulked up probably to as much as 220, 100 kg in the metric system. And, you know, but he's run a marathon. He's just finished his fourth marathon, I want to say. I'm not too sure how many he's run exactly. And he's just run a 239, um, a 239 for his last marathon. He was trying to break sub 245 and he's gone 239. Now, I think he did say he was getting down to about 190 or 185, 190 pounds, 90-odd kilos. Um, but it's still a big guy. If you Google him, like he's heavily muscled. He's really strong. He was a bodybuilder. He only entered a bodybuilding competition last year. Um, he bulked up to like 230, then cut back and got an amazing shape. He did mention that he wouldn't do that again, given the, the stress on his family and just how much dedication that takes, and it really does. I helped one of my close friends compete when we were really young, you know, 20 years of age in a bodybuilding competition. And it's immense. You know, people go through this really horrible mood process when you deplete your carbs and you're living on predominantly protein. It's a horrible process and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And Nick made a really interesting comment where he said, you know, setting goals like that, particularly when he's got a family and a business, are very selfish and their appearance type goals as opposed to performance goals. And he said he's much more driven around performance goals. And I do agree. But um, anyway, to watch his marathon journey for such a big guy um, and just his journey overall, overall has been really interesting and taught me a lot, as I say, about just having a go at things. He's never going to be the fastest marathoner. He's too big. You know, he's starting quite late in life as a runner. He's 30 or 32 or something, somewhere around there. Um, he's only been running for four or five years. Um, but he's a decent runner. I mean, to run a 2.39 is an extremely good time. I've got a, a close friend of mine who I consider the best long-distance runner I know, and he dedicated, you know, a lot of time to marathon running, and he only ran a 2.38, and he's a good runner. Um, he ran 30 minutes for 10Ks, I believe. So, but he's having a go, and he's gone off and done some incredible things. He's run the Leadville 100. Um yeah, that that race is brutal. I've done the 50-mile mountain bike ride, and he's done the 100-mile run. Majority of that race is spent above 12 or 13,000 feet through the mountains of you know Colorado up at Leadville. It's a brutal race, and I think Nick would admit um, that it probably kicked his butt. He did finish though. He's a he he set himself a goal to finish the race, and he did finish. But um, you know he toughed that one out big time. That's that's just brutal, and I don't think he realised how much the altitude would impact him, although we did do a lot of altitude training, but he did it at, at um, sea level down in Austin. I think he slept in an altitude tent and so forth. Um, he has completed a triathlon. Um, I don't know what distance it was. I don't recall if it was an Ironman or a shorter one. Um, hasn't, hasn't done a lot of that for a while. I'm not too sure he was a massive fan of the bike. Although I did watch some of his workouts, they were pretty brutal. He was doing a lot of his workouts um, on Zwift and on a trainer um, in his gym that he built at his at his warehouse. And obviously, then swimming was his his um, not so strong suit, and he spent a lot of time in the pool getting back up. But I don't blame him. I mean, I think just the the amount of hours you've got to put into triathlon and run a business, and now he's got a young family, is just immense. But to run and I completely understand the running aspect. I used to run a lot when I was younger, not far, somewhere between four and six Ks, but you know, multiple times a week, um, some, sometimes every day. And there's just nothing better than clearing your mind going for a run. 
I then spent 20 years or more as a sprinter um, and playing Aussie rules and got back into just a bit of distance running the last couple of years. Struggling a bit, hamstring tendinopathy type issues, but um, the mental clarity that you get getting up in the morning and going for a run and I live around Sydney Harbour, so I get to run around this beautiful harbour and before the sun comes up and, you know, it's something really nice about it. And Nick's the same. He's up at five every day and out the door at sort of 5.45 to go for a run. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on, you know, it's more about having a go. And he sets some pretty audacious goals and he sets them in public. And like everybody, he doesn't want to fail. But a couple of the marathons that he set goals for, he's, you know, in his world, I'm sure he would say that he's actually failed. But... He still had a go. He still completed the race. You know, he hit the wall. I think his first marathon was 3.59. And then he might have run a 3.20-something for memory. And then I think he went sub three hours just. And then he's gone a 2.50 and then a 2.39. So um, he's progressively got better and better. But two things there. Dedication. He's just said, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to throw everything and the kitchen sink at it. I'm going to do all the right things. I'm going to eat properly. I'm going to tra- train properly. He's now got a coach, clearly a brilliant coach to take, you know, a, um, a novice runner with not a lot of background and a big guy um, and get him in that sort of shape over that period of time. Amazing. I think his name's Jeff Cunningham. Shout out to Jeff if uh, you have listened to this, but you've done an incredible job. Would love to uh, have a conversation with you one day about your programming and and some of your uh, your philosophies around that. Um, you are a big proponent of long, slow, easy runs. Um, Nick does a lot of you know sort of that nine to eleven mile easy runs, and then a bit of speed work one day a week, and then a longer run. But whatever the program is for him, he's absolutely nailed it to have that sort of progress. But yeah, so. It just goes back to if you really want something, you've got to put the time and effort into it. And some aspect of your life has to um, go without. You know, if you're a bit of a social person, you get out all the time, well, that's probably going to suffer for a while. If you, particularly if you've got a full time job and you're trying to balance, you know, all these other things. But it just goes back to you look at these guys, and I think they really take the bull by the horns and they say to themselves, I've got one life. It's got, there's a finite amount of time. I want to fit all this stuff in. I've got to prioritize some of it. What am I going to do and what's really the priority? And Nick has really made his business, his his business, his running and his family, his absolute priority. Um, And I really admire him for it. And as I said, even as a much older age than he is and, you know, you can always learn from other people in life. And um, he's really motivated me actually in some aspects, particularly when it comes to the running and just getting out and doing it and doing all the right things. You know, we ice baths all the time. Um, I think he has, you know, regular physio or chiropractic treatment. He's, you know, uses a massage gun and so forth. And yeah, so he just does all the right things to make sure that every element and there's no stone left unturned. And he's obviously got his nutrition dialed in and Interesting enough, one thing I really like about, uh, you know, he's really, well, I don't know if he created the hybrid athlete movement, but he was the first person I heard using the term hybrid hybrid athlete. Um, and I think it's a really good term. You know, I think I have probably never known that term, but always considered myself to be somewhat of that space as well. Always wanted to be able to run as a sprinter, but still love being strong and getting in the gym. 
And as I've got older, I'm still trying to maintain that. I still want to, you know, I've gone away from the sprinting. I want to get my endurance back up, but I still want to maintain my strength in the gym because I love the gym training so much. And I think, you know, he's the, he's a really good um, uh, hybrid athlete example. You know, if you, if you want to see somebody that's really combining the overall endurance and the strength together. So yeah, it just goes back to that thing that if you really want something in life, you've got to put the time into it. And none of these things come easy. I mean, Nick hasn't just gone from, running a couple of days a week to running a 239 marathon i think he ran his first marathon five years ago and you know the one thing he he um says all the time is that he's got the ability to actually take the long road and really look you know some time ahead and just say okay if this is a 12 month two year five year ten year journey i'm prepared to put that time into it because it's something i really want you know he started business 10 years ago and I think he's just hit a million YouTube subscribers, but he's been doing it for years. It just doesn't happen overnight. So, um, and I think we could all learn from that. We all want things a bit too quickly. I've been a culprit for sure. I've wanted things too fast. And um, getting back into running has been a real lesson to slow down, enjoy the process. It is a bit of a journey. There's going to be some ups and downs. I'm going to have some injuries every now and then. Don't get frustrated. Don't give up. Just, you know, get back on the horse and, your, your miles might go from, I got up to running 10Ks again, which is kind of what my aim was. And now that slipped back, I only got 5Ks out this morning because of my hamstring issue. But that's just part of it. That's just part of the process. It's not going to be a linear, you know, it's not going to be this straight line or up and to the right constantly. It's going to be this hopefully up and to the right, but there's going to be some ups and downs um, across that graph as well. So... Yeah, I just wanted to highlight, I think he's he's someone that's really worth having a bit of a follow online and listening to his story. And, um, you know, we grew up, I think, in Pennsylvania, just from a, a regular family. All his family, I believe, were farmers. So he's gone out and changed the dynamics of that life and moved from up there to Austin and, you know, blown up a business and um, doing extremely well. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to do a few more of these. You know, I'll call them semi-deep dives. I won't do a huge amount of research, but I... You know, if there's someone that really interests me and inspires me out there um, and I like their story, I might jump on them. Um, yeah, the other guy that I really like is, oh, just his name escapes me just quickly, is, um, forget his first name all the time, Crossbow. Oh, I can't think of his name. Someone Haynes, though, I think uh, he's also a really good athlete. He's a crossbow hunter as well. But I follow him a fair bit. His name just escapes me right now. But I might actually do a bit of a dive into him. I watched him run the other weekend. Phenomenal. Actually, I've seen Nick Bear go out and run with him before. Um, and he's uh, pretty incredible as well. Anyway, um, yeah, have a bit of a look at Nick and even his coach, Jeff Cunningham. He's worthwhile just uh, following online. He's got some good programming ideas. Um, and as always, stay healthy. And uh, until next time, bye for now.